I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Muses and Stuff, the podcast that celebrates those who live, love, and breathe rock and roll. From the incredible groupies, girlfriends, and wives who went after what and who they wanted, to the journalists, photographers, and other behind-the-scenes characters who play such an important part in rock and roll history. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. How do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be difficult for you. <laughs> okay, well then you can say your name. So we um, are sitting here with Yes Plaskipsby. And you are the creator of the company Warm. Yes, true. W A R M welcome. And welcome to our Thanks. podcast, Muses and Stuff. And we're really looking forward to asking you a couple questions. Looking forward to it? You're in the hot seat. Yes. No, it's not Yet hot. comfortable. Comfortable, cushy, in the nice lounge upstairs at Canadian Music Week. You want to start, Linksy? Sure. Yeah. So for listeners who haven't yet heard of Warm, could you explain what it is and why you created it? 
Yes. Um, well, Warm is a platform where uh, everyone can track and monitor any song on radio stations globally. And uh, the idea basically came out of uh, my own frustration. I I was a manager and running a couple of labels, and one of my bands uh, had some uh, airplay action in in a uh, radio station in Warsaw, and even we were a band based in in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, I was just like, well, it would be really nice if I could know in real time whenever it's being played, because let's say. You know, there's another radio station in Ukraine or another station in Berlin or another station in Brazil or something. Yeah. I would I would like to know that in in real time to 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 do you know marketing efforts and promote the band more focused around where there are emerging markets. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. So bands can find out in real time when their songs how how do they find that out? Go on the site. So you've only officially launched a year ago and have already made huge progress. How many radio stations and countries does the site monitor? Well, at the moment we monitor 25,000 radio stations in uh, 130 countries. That's remarkable. That's amazing. Mm, Yes, I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have added uh, about 8,000 stations the last 12 months. And we expect that uh, that there are approximately forty forty five thousand stations in total uh, globally. So, all about tracking them down. The last it's ones growing, right? Yes. Amazing. What do you think about Toronto so far? I love it. Yeah, because your first time. Yes. First time here. You gonna come back? Definitely. Um, I just found out yesterday that this is where Niagara Falls are. So. Away. Yes, yeah. it, it, I'm a little sad that I didn't make it, but I'll I'll try and do it next time. We'll come with you. I haven't been in years. <laughs> Great. Why is oh it's your turn? <laughs> I stole from <laughs> you. Why is it so beneficial for emerging artists to track their airplay? Well, I think it's like you know. My thoughts on the industry today is that there are so many artists out there and there's like just got a new number from a a guy I met yesterday he said that there's like 50,000 new songs added on to Spotify weekly Um, that being said there's a lot of competition it's easier to create music it's easier to release it so I think we're in an an era where uh, creators uh, in the emerging space they, they have to take responsibility of their own data and and understanding it and mm-hmm. and and you know try and get the most out of uh, you know what they can learn from their markets and and audience uh, so i think that uh, you know tracking your radio airplays are you know equally important to understanding your social medias and geographic local um whether they're geographically local um as well as your, you know, streaming platforms and and, and other data sources. So like the more you can get, the the better decisions you. Yeah, you find do your like. audience. Where. Yeah. Where are people loving your music? And yeah, and I think that's kind of the key here because uh, I think the the industry have changed a bit now that there are so many emerging artists. It's it's more about finding out 
where your fan base are rather than uh, just saying I need to do some remarkable stuff in my home territory or home country yeah. or city before we can do anything else. I think that's kind of like a major way of thinking about the industry and I'm not so sure that that's the same for independence nowadays. Interesting. So what have been some of your biggest challenges at during the creation and the biggest rewards that have come your way so far in this whole process my biggest creations and challenges oh. and um, rewards from I creating. think um, that we have one huge challenge that we still face and that's um, that's an educational question so it's about you know creators understanding that they need to get their data and they need to understand it and they need to understand how to use it and what to look for uh, because if you're, you know, a music creator or an artist, you're you don't you're not necessarily interested in, you know, looking at figures and data. Mm. But it, I think it's like you, you know, you have to look at both sides. There's a business side to it as well. Yes. It's so important to success. Exactly. So and and that yeah. business side is not necessarily in, uh, interesting for for creators in yeah. general. So. I think that we have a, a, a very big challenge in terms of the educational question that people understand, you know, who is tracking your radio airplays, how does the industry work, who, you know, that the industry in many cases are based on, you know, entities or music, you know, organizations or whatever, um, reporting to each other rather than actually monitoring. And when people are monitoring or controlling, it's often in you know very specific areas or co or countries or for that matter, so I think we need to see data again as a, as a whole and something that I want to know where it's being um, broadcasted anywhere in the world so I can make the best decisions. But we need to people need to learn that you know and and understand how to use the data from before they can get something out of it. It's great for like indie bands and things like that who don't have like huge management companies exactly. doing those things for them. It's they can just go to the site now and kind of do it for themselves. Exactly. And hopefully we can you know continue um developing the 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 platform and and new features so we can go to from just being a monitoring uh, platform to more of a recommendation platform yeah. so hopefully we can integrate uh, AI genre uh, detection and various other um, technologies so we can help artists understand where they should use your time most yeah. wisely that's really smart hopefully wow. so for our listeners who are just like have their earbuds in um, they may be detecting, detecting an accent in your voice. So can you tell them where you're from and what kind of music scene we might find there if we want to mm. go and visit? Um, I'm uh, from Denmark, and we're, our office is based in Copenhagen. Um, I think that the, the music scene in Denmark is, is, uh, is, is very spread, as, as anywhere else probably. Um, but uh, the, yeah, I think the electronic music scene is is going pretty well, um, and then we have some 
some pretty good uh, new bands and acts who are doing great outside, like Lucas Graham or Mö. Uh, and so I think it's a, it's a th- thriving um, music industry in Denmark, but um, it's a small country, so. That's good to know. It's um, I would be curious. Um, yeah, you never know when you travel and what you're gonna find. So like a mix between the small venues and then bigger ones. So like you know you have your tiers of the new bands can start off here and they can work their way up and then yeah, do a lot of your musicians tour outside of uh, Denmark. Um, yes, uh, quite a few actually, and and as mentioned again, I think we have some some pretty cool uh, electronic musicians, both in techno and you know underground scene, who is doing uh, very well uh, outside Denmark, and uh, I think that's fantastic because it's it's been quite difficult, I think, for for quite a while for 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 the electronic music scene in Denmark to kind of. Breakthrough uh, outside Denmark, and um, so I like techno and stuff. So, as Warm continues to grow, how do you think it will affect the music industry as a whole? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think it will take some time before it will affect, like you know, the industry as a whole. Uh, but hopefully, um, we can, you know be the ones who are part of taking the first steps to a more transparent and democratic music industry. Um, I think that especially radio have been, you know, an area where very big entities have decided what is important to know and what is irrelevant. And I think what what have been determined as irrelevant is, is maybe not irrelevant to everyone. So... Um, I think that, or I hope at least that eventually, uh, data uh, collection and and no, let's say um, content recognition and and uh, audio fingerprint as a whole will will be used for for lots of other stuff. For example, collecting of uh, rights uh, in a, in a broader scale because obviously it's a technology has already been used, but it's just been used very local yeah. and um, like. For example, if I'm part of a PRO in Denmark, and you know, I I as a as a creator found out that I had you know a lot of airplays in Turkey, uh, I would want my my collection site to try and and actually see if if there's something that I should was yeah. entitled to. But but if they don't know and they don't know because they aren't using anything outside their own territory, then you'll never know, right? Yeah, this could make a huge difference in things like royalties and yeah. stuff for fans. So, in other words, I hope that, you know, the industry and especially the independents will start using it, get familiar with a new data set and what they can use for it. We can continually, uh, continuously develop on it. Uh, and uh, hopefully in the end, you know, many people would start raising some questions to rights organizations like, why am I not receiving money from my 3,000 airplays on Radio Istanbul or whatever it was. Um, So I think it's like a a short-term strategy where it's, you know, all about the data and everything is in real time. You can use that for marketing purposes, booking, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And hopefully in a longer strategy, uh, 
collection societies and and the the, the very big music entities will will start using it or maybe we'll have to use it I don't know so for any artists or bands right now who will be listening to this who are curious what are the steps that they need to take to get themselves on warm yeah well uh, luckily it's very easy uh, first and foremost uh, everyone em, em, anyone can go and try it for for free so the first song is is free for a month and you can see if you know you could get surprised yeah. and if you should continue um, but it's very simple like we have a database now consisting of I think it's 27 million songs or something so you can go and search and find your song um, if it's not there you can just upload it uh, directly and with an mp3 you can look up any song that's up there um, so if if a song is not in the database for whatever reasons you can just upload it directly so and uh, there is something interesting here because there's no legal uh, issues in terms of who is looking at what yeah. so you can monitor any song you like the same for everyone else um, it's really interesting so a, a small hack could for example be if you're or a rock band here in Toronto and you wanted to learn what radio stations outside of Canada uh, is playing would you know would be possible to would or would be potential to play your music um, then you could monitor a similar rock band maybe mm. a bigger one or yeah. and you could basically see all the radio stations playing their music yeah bands that are similar sounding where where's that band getting an audience exactly maybe i should try that what an inspired thought that's good um speaking of toronto rock bands have you had a chance to check out any of the music this week or have you been just too busy speaking and to be honest, i know sometimes music week isn't always about the music sometimes it's I just would, about meeting and love, talking i would love that i had like a fantastic answer to that but uh, to be honest i didn't really listen to any music mm. other than yesterday so uh, we went to hear this uh, brass band um, a brass band it was a brass band Interesting. with a rap and a um, little bit of hip-hop and it was it was really cool very refreshing yeah it sounds original. very unique yeah um but that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little bit difficult to figure out where to begin because it's just like thousands of yeah. bands and you I don't like know. You probably are always busy running around different places. Yeah, it's, you know, you spend maybe 10 hours uh, during the day walking around in a hotel talking with people yeah. and then you come home to the hotel and you get something to eat and yeah. then you never came out. So when you're not doing this, when you're at home and you actually have a time to like breathe and relax what do you like to do well, I like to go to concerts um, listen to music um, I'm very interested in what happens uh, in the music tech scene in general I'm a little bit geeky in that area so I try to keep up with what's going on in the industry as a whole and I'm I'm sorry I'm pretty geeky about that I'm <laughs> just really focused around the business and then I have a daughter and that's about it that's lovely. We're geeky about music too. Yeah. So we have a podcast, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us and explain everything about Warm. Actually, I am wondering, maybe one last one last question before mm-hmm. I let you go. What's the significance with the name Warm? Um, actually, it was, you know, it was 
you know, when we were um, about to figure out what this was, what the name should be, I was like looking at different words, and it had to be something with radio and tracking or monitoring or something and there's another company called Radio Monitor so that was not so good mm. and it was something with World and somehow I just ended up with this World Airplay Radio Monitor and I I could see that that was probably a little bit too long yep. and uh, somehow I managed to yeah. get that to be warm and I think maybe it's the correct pronunciation would have been World Radio Airplay monitor or something like that, but it it had to work. No, it works. It's great. It couldn't be rum. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was like just a name until we came up with something better. But I never came up with something better. It's stuck. Yes, it's stuck. Where do you see this going in the next couple of years? How do you want to continue to grow? Um... Well, my passion is simply just to m- create something uh, that is useful for a lot of people and not necessarily only, you know, certain parts of the industry. Yeah. Um, I'm very focused around trying to make something that is useful and easy to, you know, handle and use and and that we can build, you know, recommendations on top of monitoring. So. For example, one of the next things that we want to do is, is uh, or we're going to start off um, building, it will be a machine that can curate music to radio stations based on genre detection, uh, song profiling and AI. So in general, if you have a rock song here and back to the talk with what radios you should, you should uh, try and aim for, if the machine could say, like, you know, there's 1,500 radio stations globally, and you can send it all to the radio stations directly here. Um, and then maybe, okay, but I don't, that's too much. I don't know, let's say it's one euro per station or whatever. Um, then you could maybe, you know, scale it down saying, okay, let me try and aim for North American rock stations. And then there's maybe 500. Mm-hmm. Or so the idea is to, again, try and make uh, products and and services that that works for as many people as possible, yeah. and, and that can be a little tricky because you know publishers is basically not that interested in real time data; uh, they're more interested in historical data. Whereas, you know, PR agencies are very much interested in in the two or three month campaign real time data, and not so much historical data. And the same with managers and labels and so we're just seeing now that there's a lot of different uh, users using Warm, and it's it's a little challenging to, to try and make something that works for everyone because people use the data differently. Yeah. Well, it's a great start. Like, my goodness, yeah. We yeah. We've learned a lot. So thank you, and I hope and I know that people will definitely get something out of this, and we look forward to watching how this grows and develops. Mm-hmm. And hope you don't mind that we will look you up when we are in Copenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> please do. And actually, we're going to launch a new radio chart soon. So there will be a college college radio chart in Canada and a, a college radio chart in in the U.S. as well. That's so amazing. So maybe that could be interesting. Yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe we could make a rock chart in Canada or something. We're in. Yeah.
Awesome. Okay, thank thing. you very much, Esper. Thank you, guys. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.